What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Jump Cut. We're on episode 14. We're getting up there. We're getting up there. We can legally drink. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> this guy said, I can't wait to make my children alcoholics. We're all at home. I'll give my 14-year-old a shot. <laughs> a shot? Goddamn. <laughs> Chill, bro. Is that a good way to intro? I bet that's not. Uh, it's, I mean, you know, just... You know, drink responsibly, guys. That's the number one reason we don't have sponsors. It's just because our avid drinking talk <laughs> not good for young audiences. Our avid explicit information. This is how to do weed and smoke drugs. So my name's Leander. Who am I with today? <laughs> <laughs> You're with Hashem. <laughs> uh, and this is Jump Cut. We talk about movies that we've seen and don't know anything about film, but we still talk yeah. about them. Kind of like acting like we know how to. But that's that's it. So it's like an inception thing. It's like we're part of the movie because we're acting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so this week, Leander's recommendation, The Big Lebowski. A very old movie. 1998. Not very yeah. old, I guess. Uh, it makes us sound like 20 years. Zoomers. Yeah. we. I yeah. mean, we are Zoomers. Let's be honest. Are we actually? I feel like we're millennials. Are we like on the no, cusp? No, no, no. Where, because technically, technically, on a technical basis, for the technicalities of the reason, legally speaking, legally speaking, millennials are nineteen ninety six is the last year. That's bull. That's my. That makes my brother a millennial. He texts with periods. I know, but your brother is like a boomer at heart. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair. I mean, if you text with periods, it's pretty definitive, I guess. It's uh, if you text with periods, if you don't use emojis, or if you use like emojis in- excessively. Excessively. Like my mother, my mother would either use no emojis or only emojis. So what are we if not Zoomers then, or Boomers or whatever? What's the other one? I think we're we're Zillennials. Z- 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 that sounds fake. I think you made that up. I absolutely did make that up. I have no idea what we are. Okay, that's fair. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about this anymore. It's making me feel old, even though. No, dude, we're younger. We should be on TikTok. <laughs> Wait for us to plug our company TikTok at the end of the podcast. <laughs> anyway, The Big Lebowski. Yeah, I picked it, and uh, I think it went well. I've never seen this movie before. Hashem, have you? I've seen it once, ages ago. I didn't okay. like it then, and I still don't like it. <laughs> uh, dislike is a strong word. Okay. I just think I- it's it's nonsensical. <laughs> It is very weird. It's a weird movie. And apparently, even when it came out, people didn't really like it. Like, it didn't get a following or whatever. Like, it's pretty renowned now, but back then, yeah, it really was Yeah, but it's, wasn't. it's, a, it's a cult. It's like a cult classic. Cult classic is like, for the time, it was shit. But then afterwards, people were like, wow, the Coen brothers were onto something. Yeah, it's like, who's that, <laughs> Van Gogh? <laughs> I don't know. Damn, we're really just cultured out here. I'm pretty sure nobody knew about Van Gogh's stuff, and then he died sad and alone, and years later, it was all found, and people liked him. What What's that one movie that uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is in? <laughs> I watched that. Oh, God. Donnie Darko? Oh, I was talking about the art one. I was thinking about the art one, but yes, Donnie Darko's oh, in uh, one. Oh, Velvet Buzzsaw? No, I'm not talking about that. I can't believe you remember that name. I couldn't think of it. I was like something red velvet velvet. I couldn't think of the name. That movie was stupid. <laughs> it was pretty, uh, pretty stupid. I gotta say, Donnie Darko <laughs> though. That one's confusing. I don't, I don't know about that one. It is weird, but this is what I mean. Like it's a, it's a cult classic. Like when it came out, everybody was like, "I'm not watching this," and then now everybody's like, "Oh my god, it's the best sci-fi movie of all time ever to ever exist." Yeah, Big Lebowski, best sci-fi in my opinion. Mm. Gotta say. Are you kidding me, dude? That scene where he's like time traveling through the bowling ball. Whew. <laughs> 1998, Gutter Balls. Great, great film. Film within a film. First of its genre. I don't know. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> you don't? Gutter Balls is the, the porno section in the middle of the movie. <laughs> you don't remember? Big dream sequence? Ever, yeah, the I girls had now. bowling pins on their heads? Yeah. If you haven't seen the movie, this isn't making any sense. But long yeah. story short, I think we're both in the same realm of, eh. 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 I think everybody does an okay job. Where's the money, Lebowski? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny. I think it's it's meant to be a comedy, and it pulls that off. And I, I Yeah. 
it's enjoyable. And after watching some of those like film retrospective commentary poetic things on YouTube about what the movie could mean, it's kind of interesting. But from a purely watching experience, maybe I'm too stupid to understand it, but it really flew over my head. I didn't think there was anything to mean in the movie. I thought it was just the dude hanging out, chilling. Kind of, yeah. But like I, I've kind of heard that there's a lot of like it's a simple story told really complexly. But the attitude of the dude is who you're following the whole time. So it's kind of like laissez-faire. That made me sound super smart, but I'm just saying like nothing happens because our main character is lazy. Interesting. Yeah. We'll get more into it, but spoiler-free review. What do you think? Um, I, again, dislike is a strong word. I think it's a movie that I've watched. <laughs> <laughs> it earns that qualification. It's definitely in my memory. They should put that on the box art. <laughs> it is a movie that you will watch. Exactly. No, I think it's okay. I think there were definitely moments where I was like, it was absolutely hilarious. Like the scene, okay, we'll we'll get into it later. But there were scenes where I was just kind of like, this is like genuinely ab- like absolutely funny. And then there were other scenes where I was just kind of like, okay, mm-hmm. that's cool. And there were characters that I thought were really funny as well. Like the acting in this show, in this movie, sorry, is really good. I liked it. Yeah. And maybe that's just because John Goodman is just such an angry, loud, big man, and I love it. <laughs> He's yeah. su- has such a presence. I'd be intimidated to see him in real life. Um, have you seen uh, The Good Guys? The Good Guys. Is that guys. what it's called? With it doesn't sound Ryan familiar. Gosling and... Uh, R.I.P.D.? Gladly... What? Green Hornet. No. Is it The Good Guys? I think it's The Good It's by Sean Black. Uh, that, oh no. oh oh my god ah oh. i know exactly the one you're talking ryan gosling i thought you said ryan reynolds i don't know why no that's why i listed those two movies he's not oh, even god. in green hornet <laughs> is he not is he not the main character no. of green hornet no you're ryan reynolds. green lantern <laughs> oh oh right <laughs> whoops <laughs> <laughs> oh god i don't remember the name of that movie i want to look it up now mm. but it is like the good guys it's the buddy cop one yeah it reminds me a lot of that. The nice guys. The nice the guys. nice guys. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's the other guy's name? Uh, Russell Russell Crow. Russell Brand. Which one is it? Not Russell Brand. Russell Brand's the guy who married Katy Perry. Oh, the hairy guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. You got him. Nailed him. Yeah. Again, we should stop talking out of our ass. Let's just look it up. <laughs> it's the nice guys. Russell Crow. Yeah. Shame that Black. movie was good, but I think it's different. I like that movie more than this one. I absolutely agree. I think it's because that one's more like slap t- slapstick. I think just the the idea of this movie is all about a character who doesn't care about progressing the plot. As at least that's what it seems like. Oh. Like the dudes kind of become this whole like things happen to him, and it's not like that makes it a bad movie. It's that's the point of the movie, you know. So, so the point of the movie is that he's a passive protagonist. Exactly. He doesn't participate in anything we're watching. He just kind of lets things happen to him and then it's goes boring. right back to his normal life. And it is boring. That's why a lot of people didn't like it at first. But I think people got this like religious sense about them, about like, you know, the dude abides, you know, bruh? The dude abides. The dude abides. <laughs> what can I, the dude That's abides. That's like your opinion, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so if you haven't seen... um. What movie is this? The Big Lebowski. God, I wish. Where's the money, stupid. Lebowski? <laughs> Show me the money, Lebowski. <laughs> if you haven't seen the Big Lebowski, um, now's the time to tune out, or don't. I don't think you need to have seen it. Yeah, I think you should see it. It's definitely a movie that you should watch at some point in your life. It's one of those classic ones that I feel like everybody yeah. should have under their belt, just even just to understand the references and vintage memes. Yeah, like. Um, I've I've heard the dude abides a bunch of times, and if I hadn't watched the movie, I would not have understood what the hell they were talking about. Mm-hmm. And even like you know? the that's just your opinion, man, or am I the only one around here who whatever? All those old old memes. It's all from here. So yeah, if you're into that, yeah, for for meme culture to be a meme historian, you only have to have seen this movie. <laughs> so let's get yeah. into spoilers, dude. Or do you want to talk about ourselves for a little bit? How have you been? Uh, I'm good. You know what? I've I realized I talk mad shit about Mega Man X. It's hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's hard. 
<laughs> it's definitely hard. I played it for like three days before I was able to actually start making progress in the game. I'm I'm at the final boss, and I'm just kind of like I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> it yeah, it's 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 hard. But I think I also talked really badly about how like how much I didn't like it because yeah. after you start killing some bosses, it, that's where it takes. It, it picks up. I agree. It picks up. Yeah. Once you what? have once you have some sub weapons, mm-hmm. because then you feel like changes. you can actually do something, and you're not just getting hit over and over and over again. You know what? What this is this is just a, a me thing. But what bothers me a lot is that you can't crouch. <laughs> I hate the dashing. Isn't a constant distance. I don't like the dashing in that game. I really like the dashing. It, uh, the dashing. The dashing. Because you can control it. <laughs> well, a little bit. The problem with it for me though is that you have to double tap the direction that you want to go, which in a platformer, I don't like. Like if I'm trying to make a really finite jump, I might adjust it twice in the air and I don't right. have to worry. You want, you want the whole press R1 to dash a specific I love distance. that. I wish I could yeah. press a, a different button to dash because I don't use the quick tra- changing between different types of guns because you can just pause and do that. That's what I do. I didn't know you could change with that. Yeah, exactly. So I, I didn't mind... <laughs> if that was the dash button, but it isn't. And I guess it's just cause I'm bad. I mean, it's like that with uh, the rest of the games. Mm, I don't know, but it's actually made me want to go back and play a bunch more of the old platformer type games. I want, I just bought hollow Knight again on switch. Cause I want to replay it. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> I think I just didn't give it a fair shake my first time. Cause I generally only liked first person games and only recently got into like third person ones or not third person to 2- 2d platformer 2D platformers? stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to try it again. You know what? Shazam. Chasm? Shism? C-A-H-S-M? C-A-H-C-H-A-S-M. I can't speak English. Chasm. Yeah, what is Chasm. it? Chasm. It's a, it's a game. <laughs> <laughs> That's a solid review again. Another one. Yeah, no, it's it's really, it's, I really like it. It's like nice and simple. All you have is like, well, so far, I bought it yesterday. Mm-hmm. You have a sword and you're explore, exploring this, this mine. It's kind of like a Metroidvania. Uh, actually, no. It's more like a roguelite. Yeah. I don't know. Actually, it's because the the levels aren't randomly generated, so it's technically not a roguelite. Mm-hmm. But it it feels like it because the monsters are constantly around. You know, I've generally never liked roguelikes. I've never found one that actually got me. I don't like the idea of losing all your progress, even if it's to learn. Have you Have you uh, played uh, Rogue Legacy? Rogue Legacy? I don't think so. I think that's the one that does it the best. What is that? It's like uh, the basic premise of the game is every time you die, one of your children like <laughs> takes over for you. Okay. And you're just exploring this um, castle, and every time you go into the castle, it's a random, it's randomly generated. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's kind of old now. I think like 2012, 2013. I remember I played it on Vita, bro. Damn. Back in the I- day. I've literally never heard of this game. I don't think it's really good. I I remember there was a lot of hype around it back in the day, but it's really cool because um, each like child will have a specific trait. Like mm-hmm. some of your kids would be like, uh, they might be colorblind. Oh, so if you choose that, if you choose that like person to represent you, then you can't see color, which can be like really detrimental because some of the enemies do a specific type of damage ah. depending on the color. Or like they could be like dwarfs where they like move faster, but damage is like a lot, lot like, you know, they take a lot more damage. Mm-hmm. It's just really good. And then there's other weird shit that it's like they don't have a foot pulse. So if you step on a trap, it doesn't activate. But it's like the weirdest shit ever. Honestly, for me, though, it's always just the the, the feeling of losing all your progress. Even if the thing you're supposed to have gained is like, now I'm good at the game and now I can be badass and get to level 10 faster and easier or whatever. Right. Still hate it. I don't like having to go through all that. Oh stuff. no, no, you don't, you don't, you don't lose, you don't lose levels. You just restart the dungeon all over again. Yeah, that's what I don't like though. Like even if there's permanent upgrades, I don't know. It's just like like Binding of Isaac. I've tried that game probably over the course of three hours across the different times that I've bought it and refunded it or bought it and tried it, installed it and deleted it, and I've never gotten to <laughs> like actually enjoy it. I've never enjoyed that game. But I, I think that game is just really hard. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Like, really, like really it all hard. just boils down to if I was good, I would like them, I guess. But I don't, so sucks. No, but I mean, like objectively, because I've played a lot of games. That game is really, really hard. <laughs> like, 
like maybe I'm, I'm a good stupid. i'm a I'm good know. at games i'm a good gamer just letting you guys know everyone i'm a good gamer by the way we talk all this shit yet leander schooled my ass in towerfall on sunday that's true but i played towerfall i played this game before and plus i was yeah. i literally just got finished with celeste well not even finished i'm still playing celeste but you know of course you are this guy all he only plays celeste I'm trying to I'm trying to do everything in that game, and I am almost done. I have all the strawberries. Mm. I have two more B sides to do, and one mm. more chapter, chapter nine, mm. which is like the second bonus chapter, and it's hard, but I'm enjoying it. Haven't broken my switch yet, and then I got Hollow Knight to start, <laughs> and then Breath of the Wild is going well. I got struck by lightning. That'll go on. Hell Twitter yeah, eventually. dude! I love it. I love it. Okay, so Leander, I think you guys should follow Leander on Twitter, just because I'm hoping. <laughs> If he gets a following, he starts posting the stupid shit he does in video games. Because it's really funny. I mean, it's really funny. I just try and play the game, and things just keep happening to me that hurt me and kill me. Don't get me wrong. I think it's a standard like part of playing these types of games. I just never think to record them. Things <laughs> happen to me, and I'm just kind of like, oh, that's. I wish someone saw that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's been too long. How, how, that, that good week, we just only did video games. That's all yeah. we do ever. Yeah. <laughs> and board games. That's it. And board games, D and D tomorrow. Oh yes, I can't, I can't wait, wait to kill all of you guys. Nothing's changed though. We haven't played in a while, so it's okay. I have a paladin ready and waiting for when you kill all of us. <laughs> so that's okay. I'm I'm very excited. I haven't prepared my campaign notes, but I do have an idea of what you guys are going to do because you did a mission I wasn't prepared for last time. So now right. I can do the one I am prepared for. <laughs> did you not yeah. think we were going to do that one? No. And I've been reading a bunch of Dungeon Master tips because I want to get better at describing things. I've realized that I have an idea of how things look in my head. And then I'm just describing that idea generally, like where people are, what the building is, right? And I have pictures and all this stuff in my head, but I'm just not mm -hmm. saying them. Like I'm not saying what the other characters are wearing or what the rocks look like or what it smells like or feels like or how hot or cold it is. Like all that stuff, I'm not saying it, even though I have it in my head of what it would feel like to be there. Oh, what do I know? I've Dungeon Mastered twice, and that's my second game of D&D ever. So, or third, I guess, hey man, technically. Got to start somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I'm the bottom of the barrel, though. But, you know, Are you that's kidding? what you get. Okay, I'm going to tell you guys right now, Leander is doing a phenomenal job. This Aww. guy is, like, Googling shit. We, have yeah, a, we, we stand have a... positivity. Shut up, bro. Don't interrupt <laughs> me. This guy thinks it's all about him. This guy just said, me, 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 me. Shut up, Leander. I'm trying to give you a compliment, bro. Just suck it up. God damn. <laughs> oh, well, that's just like your opinion, man. Oh, okay. So we're tying it back. <laughs> uh, the Big Lebowski. The Big Lebowski. So um, I want to talk about a few of the things that I looked up online about why this movie got popular. Sure. Let's hear it. So apparently this mantra of the dude abides is this sort of pseudo religion that people took on as a philosophy after the movie came out. And it was actually intentional from the Coen brothers to do that. Okay. But people didn't realize it at the time. And that's why it had such a low perception. So I kind of touched on this in the beginning about the fact that nothing in this movie actually is brought on by the dude. Yeah. Right. Things happen to him and he reacts. And even the situation like the rug in the beginning. Right. Yeah. People break into his house, piss on his rug. And he's like, ah, well, it sucks. But it takes Walter. And what's the guy's name? Dennis or Donnie. Donnie. Yeah. Donnie. It takes Den Donnie, I said Dennis again. Anyway, um, it takes Donnie and Walter both being like, that's your rug, man, for him to actually go and do anything about it. It tied the room together. Yeah, he won't take action on his own ever. And I think the idea of somebody who's so, even in these like dangerous situations, people with guns, these somehow German nihilist ninjas and, you know. Like, <laughs> Where's the money, Lebowski? <laughs> exactly. All that, that whole scary world or whatever he doesn't give a shit at all the vietnam veteran pulling a gun in the bowling alley he's like ah it's fine you know fuck it let's go bowling that whole thing Dude, that whole even vibe the whole like when he fights with walter and walter like is like man fuck off walter i don't want to ever want to see you again man you're such a piece of shit yeah of course i'll see you at practice <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly like it doesn't matter and that ideology is what pulled people back into the movie because it makes like trauma and all that stuff feel easier to deal with. Like people want it to be like the dude or as cool as the dude or whatever, which I found interesting. I mean, I don't necessarily agree with it, but it's just why the movie got so popular, I think. Um, 
I don't get it. <laughs> I get but, it. Like I understand. I understand yeah. where the why the mantra would be popular, but I don't understand how the Coen brothers would have intended that. Well, if that because makes sense. they wrote every scene as happening to him and cut away from most of the action and stuff. You won't there's no big fight scene or something crazy, right? Except all the way at the end. And even the setups that they do never pay off. There's never some big revelation when Bunny comes back home. and Yeah, she just shows up. She just shows up, right? There's not like some big lead up to that. Or you never talk to the person who lost the toe, the girlfriend of the Nihilist. You know what I mean? That's yeah. never. There's no big fight scene where, you know, the other, the, the Nihilists get killed. Or the people who abducted or f- tried to fake the abduction get Are you kidding, killed. bro? He throws a, a golf ball, or not a golf ball, a bowling ball at him. You're telling me that wouldn't kill him? Yeah, I guess it does kind of pay off, but it's not exactly what the audience is looking for because even that happened by accident. I guess. I don't know. Um, I just think that the idea was to have this movie with the main character being someone who didn't want the movie to happen in the first place. Yeah, like the the movie starts with him getting like dunked in the toilet and he's like, come on, man, that's my rug. yeah and i love that i think that makes it really comedic like i thought it was fucking funny the first the first scene that i laughed at was when he's when the like that thug is dunking him in the toilet at the start and -hmm. he's like where's the money lebowski and when he pulls him out he's like you want to put me back in i think i can find it (laughs) 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 or something along those lines yeah 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 so good The, the comedy in this movie i think is like awesome Jeff Bridges, I I'm, I know he's famous, and I don't know for what. But he's just been around forever. Yeah, I think he's like an older actor, but I want I want to take a look at some of his. He's really good. Don't get me wrong. He's he's. I think every movie that he's in, he's phenomenal. Oh, he was in Kingsman. I didn't see that. Yeah, he plays. Uh, what's what's the main guy? The Champagne. Champ. Oh yeah, Champagne. I guess that's his full name, huh? Yeah. He's in Tron Legacy. He plays like the older Clue. He's in Iron Man. I'm looking at his filmography now. I can see it too. I mentioned R.I.P.D. earlier. You did. This is great. That's him. That's his peak performance. (laughs) I hate it. I think he did a good job though. Like this idea of the dude, it definitely came across. Like he absolutely doesn't break character. He's completely relaxed the entire movie. But I also, I think he's just like that. (laughs) <laughs> from my understanding i think he's like a buddhist or something he like meditates every day or something like that the character no no like jeff bridges oh i have no idea about him personally like he's a chill dude from my I, from what i know i don't know if there's any like scandals or whatever well he pulled that off he pulled it off really yeah. well because yeah my god he was so chill the entire movie even the way they did like uh, all the costume design of his character it's just totally like he walked out of his house like walked out of yeah. bed in the morning and just wants to go bowling get high and go even, bowling even even the uh when the when his landlord comes up to tell him about his rent yeah he's like oh is it the 10th already all right <laughs> <laughs> all right it'll be and there's never like a big plot point where it's like how do i get the money for rent it's just like you know he's got to pay his rent it's just a thing yeah he just forgot he's just burned out no worries i think the only active thing he does in the entire movie is steal the rug that's it but even that's not active because even that he's walking out and he's like, yeah, just let me take any rug in the place. And then somebody else carries it for him. He doesn't even hit <laughs> on Bunny, which you might have thought he was going to do. Like I thought in the beginning of the movie, he would try to like bang the big Lebowski's wife as a way of getting back at him or whatever. Also, can I just say a thousand dollars? She's like, I'll suck. I'll, what is it? I'll suck your dick for a thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. The explicit term was cock. But yes. Oh, was that is that the word that she said? My bad. That is the word that she said. I didn't know which which epithet of penis she used. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was so <laughs> jarring, and I think Why? it was meant to be. It was just out of nowhere because the entire like I, I I don't know the movie never really pointed in that direction. But I mean, there was a lot of nudity and stuff afterwards. But I just yeah. never got that. I thought that this movie was going to be like a heist or cop type movie. I actually didn't know anything about it beforehand. It was either that or a sports-style bowling movie, but I I, I really didn't know. (laughs) Can you imagine? Yeah, but there's so much more, like, sexual undertones and stuff in the movie, which, I mean, I didn't hate it. I thought it was interesting, and it was never, like, that crazy or overt or whatever. No, you just see, like, a couple of boobs here and there. 
Yeah, like it wasn't like American Pie or Hangover where the, it's like nudity for the sake of nudity. Yeah. It was like artistic and better than that, so. I don't know if it was artistic, but it was just kind of there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It wasn't the main focus. So who's your favorite character? Ooh, honestly, to watch on screen, I loved Walter, but I hated him as a character. Yeah. Like he's an awful human being and whatever, but I loved watching Dude, everything, Walter on everything screen. everything has to do with Vietnam. Everything has to do with Vietnam. <laughs> yeah. Dude, even when Donnie is dying, he's like, don't worry, a chopper will get here soon. <laughs> um, We'll get to that in a second because I have some things to say about that. But my favorite character uh-huh. was um, Jesus. <laughs> do you know what yeah, I'm talking about? A, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Quintana. That was his name. Yeah. Dude, uh, from my understanding, the Coen brothers just let, what's his name? John. Turturro. Uh, yeah, Turturro. They just, they just like, okay. Here's the thing, dude. Like, what do you want? What do you want to do? What's happening? What do you want to say? What do you want to? What, what's his backstory? And he just kind of <laughs> ran with it. I love that. And I think that's the funniest shit ever. Like, even his introduction, like the fact that he has one of his nails is painted, <laughs> and it's like his pinky. Um, you know that's for co- cocaine, right? Oh yeah, coke nail, the the sharp yeah. one. Yeah. I don't know how that works because I guess I'm not cool enough. But you keep cocaine under your pinky. From my understanding. And they just, you put it in your nose and go, you know? Oh, interesting. Okay. my I thought that that was for, like, you know how they use credit cards? I thought you keep your fingernail sharp <laughs> so that it could do that. <laughs> I swear to God. Like, I'm not even trying to make a joke right now. No, no. Like, I I can see the, I can see, I can understand the logic. I just, I never. You can follow the it. thought process of a dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good for you. <laughs> I can relate, dude. That's all I'm saying. My actual favorite character, though, I really liked um, Maud, Maud Lebowski, uh, Julianne Moore. Yeah, Julianne okay. Moore. Yeah, she was. Um, no, didn't like her. She, I just thought she just she was too like pompous. Yeah, I don't know the word. She was like pretentious. Although she did I will have, say like, a pretentious vibe. Yeah, that scene with with like her and her friend when they like pick up the phone and start speaking another language and they start laughing. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think that scene is fucking hilarious. I didn't like the guy in the room, the videographer or whatever, (laughs) who was laughing on his own. Dude, it was so funny. (laughs) I just like scenes where she's talking about things. Like after they hooked up or whatever, right? Where she's talking about how he has no money. And it's like so matter of fact. Or even the first scene where she's explaining in the art studio after she's like made her painting from flying across the room. Like she's explaining the whole oh, well, I think my mom was actually hired. The way she speaks is just so... Matter-of-factly? It's it's like Shutter Island. You know how we talk? Like, it's like, hey, yeah, she? Yeah, put up your dukes, bud. Like, Listen here, see? Yeah. <laughs> you get your comeuppance. <laughs> That's what yeah. I loved about it. That, <laughs> maybe, maybe that was it, but I just love the way she talked, and that was my favorite part. Every time she was on screen, I was like very happy. All right, that's fair. Also Donnie, but Donnie just Donnie, Donnie was, doesn't have a good life. Shut the Donnie. fuck up, Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think that was a reference to Fargo. Oh, yeah. I, I know that that was their previous movie. It was like a cop movie, right? I still haven't seen Fargo either, though. Okay, no spoilers, but his character is, he talks a lot mm-hmm. in the movie. Like a lot. Okay. And so I, I think that was a reference to that, but I... I that's so cool. That's like a joke for the people who would have seen the, like real true art fans, you know? Okay, so do you classify this movie as art? <laughs> Cuz I don't know like my classification of of art is is somewhat skewed, I think. Okay, um this is going back to like other videos I saw that really gave me all these thoughts to go off of. Um, but one of the other things about this movie that kind of makes it closer, like, let me try to convince you now, because I have a feeling you don't think of it as art. And like, I'm not saying it's a great movie either. I thought it was good. Okay. But like, there's this idea that you're right, that the dude himself is supposed to be not Buddhist, but some level of like self-fulfilling enjoyment of like leaving life as it is. Okay. So it's not not Buddhist, but he's just very pacifistic and very humble and very like just, you know social humility. Yeah, he's just vibing. He's just vibing, and he actually encounters a bunch of characters who portray other philosophies that you can partake in. Like I get it. 
Yeah, 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 exactly. The Big Lebowski is, is a very yeah. like capitalistic, brr, 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 man, what is a man make sweat of his own brow bullshit, right? Yeah. Bootstraps. Yeah, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And then you got yeah, like okay. the Vietnam vet who's like, yo, fucking shoot the trees, get these people out of my country, all that yeah. shit, right? And then he's you got- like, He's like a material, militaristic? Yeah, militaristic. Like, yeah, even the cop that he meets that beats him up on the side of the road or whatever- um, it's like an authoritarian figure who's like, get yeah. out of my town. Like, if you don't follow the rules, get out of my town. And he like beats the shit out of the dude. Yeah. And then the video I watched said something about radical feminism for Maud, which is maybe, but I never really got like, she's definitely like feminine, self-proclaimed feminism, but radical didn't really hit it. I think maybe for radical it. for the time. Maybe, maybe that was what it was supposed I to mean, be. I mean, it's 1998, bro. Either way, you can definitely see like, um, uh, empowerment of women philosophy like, a like that's her focus in life right family uh family no matriarchal society exactly yeah yeah that's fair and they explicitly say that the three germans are nihilistic <laughs> exactly that was what i was gonna bring up too that literally that's exactly what they're supposed to be and uh they never really touch on anything about bunny but i mean i guess she's hedonistic yeah i do the exact word i was gonna use <laughs> I guess, but they also like they never really say it from her mouth, but they describe her as a nymphomaniac. So I'm not really sure if hedonistic falls into that branch, but whatever it is, I think she's very like she does things that on her own whims. I think the free spender you know? nature of her makes it hedonistic, but not just that she was like like she went to visit her friend or whatever and just didn't tell anybody. Because no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like fun. as in the blowing money off on stuff. Oh, no, but yeah. she, she was the one who made the money. God, the story is so confusing. No, 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 no. She didn't make any money. Uh, okay. Can you explain the plot to me? Because I think for okay. as simple okay. as this movie was, like, nothing happens in the end. Like, okay. I don't understand the series of events that led to whatever. Okay. So, basically, Bunny owes money because she just spends a lot of money. Right? All right. And she owes money to, like, this ex, like, pornographer. What's his name? Terry? treehouse oh my god i completely forgot about him yeah uh what's his name i forget his name anyway it has a tree in it treehorn uh, treehorn treehorn okay <laughs> so she owes money to him so they go and they beat up the dude thinking that he's the big lebowski right yeah which is like julianne moore's father right yeah so uh he basically tells jeff bridges to go fuck himself because he's like oh you're unemployed you gotta pull yourself up from your bootstraps yeah you but left your on, house you looking like that what yeah. where do you work sir so then you find out from mod later on Maudie, yeah that he actually doesn't do shit all the money that they make is from her and from her mother which is her late mother her mother's dead so bunny isn't isn't mod mods like oh okay i must have missed that one story beat because i was very yeah. confused by how she kept calling her like not she's not my mom like i didn't but it makes sense because maude looks like the same age as bunny so she, she's younger <laughs> Maud, bunny is younger than maude okay, um, well, bro her name is maude <laughs> if that ain't 1886 movie fucking <laughs> yeah so uh basically the whole plot is the big lebowski takes advantage of bunny disappearing to embezzle funds from their foundation okay okay that's where the thousand dollars comes in he just tells everybody that bunny got kidnapped but she didn't mm -hmm. okay that's it i see that and also Maud fucks the dude because she wants to have a son or a baby or whatever oh yeah that's just because that was just like a personal decision that had nothing to do with the general plot <laughs> yeah the build-up is that the audience wants to see them bang or something maybe there was i don't want to see them bang they're not they're not they're not both like, I didn't want to go, damn, I can't wait for Julianne Moore and Jeff Bridges to bang on screen. That's not what I wanted. <laughs> no, but, like, I I didn't get a vibe that they were into each other until it happened. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I get, I get what you mean. Maybe I missed it. Maybe I'm just, I, I completely missed it. But I didn't pick up on that. No, I agree. It happened, though. And even in the way it happened, it, like, just hard cuts. She was at the door. The next cut, it was after the act. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then and she's like lying down holding her legs. <laughs> exactly. And he didn't even bring it up on himself. Again, it just happened to him. He was just at the door. Like she she just came to his door and he was like, all right, let's do this. Because, you know, the dude just does. He just does. Does. The dude abides. The dude does. The dude does. That's it. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> I was actually going to talk about Walter. Remember how I said I will bring him up later? 
Yes. That I was actually gonna say, I feel like he's very materialistic. Uh, not materialistic. Miller. What is what is the adjective? The adverb? No, um, the adjective. Big military man. Where he's all like, um, you know, back I in Nam. Nam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we both said the same thing. Everything, everything that happens ties back to Nam. Like even when that dude uh scores an eight and he's like your foot was over the line if you were back in nom <laughs> yeah <laughs> do you know what i'm talking yeah. about yeah it was like recording eight that whole scene was so intense and over yeah. the top. i can't believe he almost shot a dude in a bowling alley just like you know cuz because he stepped on the line and was about to take points he didn't deserve like damn dude so that's what i mean he he's like like the states has like this weird infatuation of of, of veterans mm-hmm if that makes sense. And and you're saying that this was like a over-the-top portrayal of that. Yeah, it was like borderline satirical of like what they are, you know? Because mm-hmm. even they touch upon it a little bit, but when Jeff Bridges is introducing himself, the dude is introducing himself to someone. I can't remember exactly the context now, but he's introducing himself as like the person who lead, led the movement back some years ago. Oh, when he's talking to Maude about she asks him who he is. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, like, he's talking about, like, I guess this was, like, the decade, the 60s or 70s or whatever. But it, he sure. he was, like, rallying against Vietnam. Yeah. And so one of his polar beliefs directly opposes his best friends. And he doesn't give a shit because, you know, the dude abides. He just chills. The dude abides. Yeah. Also, I love that Sam Elliott is in this movie. <laughs> is he the cowboy? Yeah, he's the cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. I, I was trying to place the, the voiceover from the beginning of the movie, and I was like, which one of these characters did it? And for some reason, I thought it was Walter. Like, until all the way until he actually showed up in the movie, the narrator just shows up at a yeah. bar. <laughs> which, by the way, is objectively hilarious. It doesn't even have anything to do with the best <laughs> of the plot. Yeah, I love it. I love that they put that in, though. So, uh, what is a white Russian? Oh, milk and vodka. It's milk? Yeah, it's milk. Or half and half sometimes, I think. That's... But yeah, it's usually milk. Is that... That sounds gross. Why would anybody drink that? I've had one before, and it was all right. I think it depends on the ratio to milk to vodka, because the dude makes one at one point in the movie. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was after it was after they banged. After they banged, he was making himself a white Russian. And my dude poured, like, half a cup of vodka and then, like, a splash of milk. And I was like interesting i've never had them that intense because the one that i did have i ordered at a bar and my god it was like they put a bottle caps worth of vodka and i was just drinking and milk. then the rest is just milk <laughs> yeah it was just milk i ordered just milk have, at a bar laced milk dude yeah <laughs> it was wild. although i gotta say it does look really really cool yeah he looks he looks pretty neat like i, I gotta say you look fancy when you're drinking one of those yeah and he was also asking for Kahlua, so I guess he put that in as well, which I'm not sure if that makes it a white Russian or he just likes that. Again, I'm not an expert at this stuff, but... Alcohol is strange. By the way, that toe scene was really weird. <laughs> like which what? one? The first what? one or the, the uh, like, sending the toe in the mail thing? Sending... What first one? Oh, where she's blown... <laughs> I forgot about that. Both. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just not a big fan of toes. The, you're talking about the blow me one at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. She's yeah, like, blow she's on like, them. And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. Yeah. That's why I was hesitant about the movie in the beginning because from that scene, it felt like it was going to be this weird like comedy sex thing like American Pie. And mm. those all those movies where it's like, I can picture it now, but little me walking around blockbusters and then you'll see like these racks of DVDs where unrated will be covering a girl's boobs or her butt or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Those movies. Yeah. I've never, ever had any sort of like urge to watch any of them. Like, I just don't think they're good, dude. Exactly. Like, there's, this, there's this weird infatuation. Everybody always claims that American Pie is one of the best comedies of all time. And I'm just kind of like, what? what is the appeal, bro? I, I've never seen it. And I don't think I would want to. Like it doesn't have, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm, the Wolf of Wall Street seems like what it evolved from. And so maybe like the source material, is something like this weird American dream, you know, banging women, getting cars and drinking beer with your boys. But whatever. <laughs> I don't but, get it. I mean, I think the Wolf of Wall Street is like kind of 
story. Like, there's, like, a thing that happens. At least because The Wolf of Wall Street's based on a true story. But what I'm saying is, like, the it level is? of oh, right, excessive nudity in The Wolf of Wall Street seems like where I think these movies came from. But I have no idea how much nudity there is. I just assume that there is. All right. So here's, here's I'm, I'm going to, this is what I think the eras of, like, comedy movies are. Mm-hmm. And this is going to sound... This is also just me. I'm also stupid and I have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah, you have to preface it with that, lest people yeah, take I, you seriously. Yeah, I can't have that, bro. Absolutely not. So You're right. I feel like in like the the nineties, like the early nineties, you'd have yep. comedies like uh The Mask or like Dumb and Dumber. Mm-hmm. Where it's like it's like, you know, they're just kinda it's a stupid shit happens. Yeah. And they just deal with it. Like the characters are the, the comedy comes from the characters just being stupid. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then you have like like the early like late two thousands or the late nineties early to early two thousands where it's just kind of like most of the comedy is like kind of horny kids horny teenagers. Just That's a good fuck. way to put it. That's a good way to put it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you have you have Amer- like American Pie. I feel like super is the bad first movie. Super bad. But this is the thing. So I think Super Bad is like at this weird turning point where it's like becoming a little bit more. If that makes sense. Okay. Like I think, I think Superbad is the perfect coming of age movie, but that's also is because, it? yeah, dude, it's like they just they hang out, they do stupid shit, and then they just learn from their mistakes. And then by I the think end the of the movie, older I get, fine. the more I hate that movie. <laughs> really? Yeah, like it's it, those movies generally just aren't funny to me or interesting or anything. They've never done anything for me, like Superbad or what's that one, The Hangover, Pineapple Express. I never liked. Hot tub, tub machine, hot tub time machine. Hot sorry. tub tub machine. <laughs> <laughs> Super hot double tub machine. That's one. <laughs> all like all like the Seth Rogen stuff. I know. Yeah, maybe maybe it's just even Ted. Ted was also one of those movies that I was like, wow, <laughs> really. But that but th- this is like the the latest comedy craze. I feel is like. Okay, let me let me let me see if I can get the middle ground. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like all the Judd Apatow movies that came out in like the like the late two thousands. Which movies are like two thousand? Like Super Bad, uh, Don't Mess with the Zohan. I guess kind oh. of. Oh God, yeah, okay, okay. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Where it's yeah. like it's like the movies are just kind of like, like I don't know how to describe them. They just exist. <laughs> I actually I genuinely I have no idea how to do. <laughs> There's no words. These are just movies that remain out of time. <laughs> there yeah there is no word or like uh like Anch- i guess anchorman is a funny movie so i can't i can't even say anything about that one i think it's just because my idea of comedy is so different like i actually like when they set up and pay off jokes and there's actual jokes i don't like people doing dumb shit i never found that funny even if there's like it's not somebody just doing dumb shit but there's a general plot like the nice guys had funny like we were talking about that earlier it had i funny love the nice guys it. exactly it had funny bits in it but it was never the main story and even when they had the funny bits, it was like it could happen as part of the main story, but it wasn't just dumb people doing dumb things in different places or yeah, weird, wacky things happening to characters. But that's always been the type of movie that I pictured these ones as. Maybe it's not, but I'm, I guess, prejudiced. I don't know. I have no idea. Are we judging? Maybe. But like, I'll never watch Borat or The Dictator. Uh, I don't really like Borat. No. Yeah, I'm at, Sasha Baron Cohen is 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 a little too much for me. I think <laughs> it's just a lot, dude. Like, have you seen Bruno? Oh my god, no! I remember seeing like I have a vivid memory in like high school of seeing posters for that movie. That's when where he has like a banana sling, right? Yeah, where he's like this gay German like fashion designer, and he comes to the states. Okay, and it's like I watched it with a friend back in Ireland. Mm-hmm. And, like, at the time, I thought it was, like, all right. But now when I'm watching it, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what? who enjoys this shit? That's what I'm trying to say. It's, like, maybe I sound like like I have my head up my own ass. Like, I'm above. Like, I've ascended from this comedy plane <laughs> that mere mortals used to exist at. Right? Where it's, like, I used to find Eric Andre funny, but now he's loud. I still <laughs> like Eric Andre. I can't lie. <laughs> Don't worry. You'll get here, Sonny. But- <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> Okay, fine. Who's your who's your who's your favorite comedian? Also, speaking of Eric Andre, <laughs> did you see the petition where it's like they want Eric Andre to host the Ellen show now? 
Don't know this? if it'd be a, like a great fit, but I think that would be hilarious <laughs> to watch. Yes, dude, it doesn't even matter. I don't even care if none of the jokes land. The fact that he's there would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. There's some Eric Andre sketch sketches that I think are so funny, but some of them are just like they make me cringe or make me feel embarrassed. Or I guess that's the point. I mean, I love The Office, but where he's like walking into buildings trying to deliver a pizza ball. And it goes like a dojo. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know. Maybe I just don't get it. But like, some of it's funny. Like, I find the stuff that he does in the studio, like where he had uh, Michael Sarah come in. And he started like yeah. breaking apart his sets. Like, I find that <laughs> stuff really funny. Or the guy who does the voice for Fix It Felix. I don't know the guy's name, but. Who? Uh, Fix from It Felix. Wreck it Ralph? Wreck it Ralph. Yeah, I'm sure he's done better <laughs> movies. <but laughs> God damn. Uh, I don't know who voices him. No, he's really famous. Uh, Jack McBire. Breyer. Breyer? Oh, this guy! I don't know from anything, to be honest. I think he's in 30 Rock, but I could yeah. be wrong. He is, he is. Um, but yeah, and he was just really worried the whole time because he was, like, freaking him out. I don't remember what was going on, but all I remember is, like, those in-studio uh, in interviews are funny. I think the... Okay, just, just an aside. I think my favorite, my favorite clip of Eric Andre ever is the one where he brings an actual bear onto set. <laughs> Have you seen this? I think so. And it just sits and in the it, corner. No, it, it like or Hannibal Burris is there. Hannibal Burris's eyes are closed. Uh-huh. And then he opens his eyes and the bear's there. And Eric Andre is getting fucking nervous because this is an actual bear. So <laughs> they all like walk behind his desk and then the bear just kind of puts its paw on the desk, crushes it, and they both bolt. And just, I don't know what it is. I think maybe the comedic timing. I don't even know if it was on purpose. I feel like it was by accident. I need to rewatch it. It was just great. I thought I remembered that, but I don't think I do. That sounds funny. Okay, well, some of Eric Andre is good then. But a lot of over the top comedy just doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. Maybe. I feel that. So, but I like this movie for it. Like, I like The Big Lebowski for it because the jokes actually felt like just people being put in funny situations and the way they talk making it more funny you know what yeah. i mean yeah like one of my favorite agree. scenes was where they were doing the handoff or talking about doing the handoff and he was like no sometimes <laughs> you're just a fucking idiot i'm not gonna throw the ringer out right and then he like grabs it and throws it anyway and they have the money and he's like okay well shit that he rolls out of plan. the car I'm going to drop it to 15 and roll out of the car. I thought that was so funny. He's like, pass me my Uzi. You think I wasn't going to come strapped? (laughs) Something about that scene made me laugh so hard. Yeah. The movie is good. The movie, dialogue-wise, I think is really good. Yeah. Every single time, every single time they said, where's the money, Lebowski? I lost my shit. Because it's like a meme, right? And even at the end, they go to the millionaire and they twist it on him. And they're like, where's the money, Lebowski? And that had me. (laughs) I can't believe that was such a good payoff. (laughs) Oh, my God. Also, he picks up the crippled (laughs) millionaire (laughs) and throws him on the ground. And he's like, I can bet. (laughs) I know more of anything. And then I I know this more than anything in the world. This man can walk. I have never been more certain in my entire life. God. So what would you think? We got to give this a rating because I do want to talk about like comedy in general after this. Sure. There's one more thing I wanted to talk about. It's the fact that The Big Lebowski is also known for this fun little fact that I read while I was looking up things about the movie. Mm. Um. It's a, it's one of, I think, up to the point at which it was made, one of the biggest occurrences of the F word in a movie ever. Really? And I didn't notice it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I swear too much. I mean, I, I, it, I, what's the runtime? What's the runtime of the movie? Do you have I it pulled up? an hour and a half, two hours? I'll pull up the exact runtime here. I want to know for sure. Plot, keywords, trivia, crazy credits, user reviews. Where... Close to two hours, probably. Like 145. Okay, one hour, 59 minutes. Okay. All right. So in an hour, 59 minutes, let's round it up to two hours, right? That's 120 minutes. Mm-hmm. They say the F word 260 times. That's not a lot. <laughs> what do you mean? Two, 260 times is more than once every minute. Yeah, but I wouldn't, I like, it didn't feel like that. <laughs> More than once every yeah exactly that's what I'm saying or that's twice that's once every thirty seconds that's more than once every thirty seconds and I completely didn't notice it yeah I'm gonna say I because now I feel bad this is why we have an E on all of our episodes 
Exactly, because we swear too much. It completely passed me by, but they were saying it every single sentence. Like whenever him and Walter were talking, right? The dude and Walter. It was just constant. Every time Donnie talks, you can <laughs> just expect up, to shut Donnie. the fuck up, Donnie. Yeah. <laughs> God. Okay. All right. So how about this? How about this? We got to do an episode where we don't swear at all. <laughs> Not a single time. We got to go the whole episode. If one of us swears, we don't post it. <laughs> And then we have to just keep recording over and over and over again until none of us swears. That's some high stakes there. I like that. Doesn't matter, bro. I, hey, look, here's what I'm saying. You and I aren't going to edit it anyway, so it's just more work for Jordine. <laughs> we just got to grow as people. We're going to give her like a six hour recording. I'm going to tell her there's, a, there's 40 minutes in there that you can, you can work with. <laughs> just cut it down to size. I, got, I just want to get one episode that doesn't have the E on it. I just want to get one episode that my mom's proud of. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> one episode exactly. that I can show her that I'm not a worthless child. Like, it's just that's all. I just want to put that out there. Yeah. Yeah. The rest of this feed, trash. Sorry. Sorry, mom. Sorry, Jesus. And it's all because we swear too much. Because the two people of our friend group who swear the most decided to start a podcast. Decided to start a podcast. <laughs> so worthless. God damn. So, yeah, let's give it a rating and wrap it up so that we can talk about comedy. I think we have to rate it out of white Russians. White Russians? Sure. Or bowling balls. Or bowling balls. Yeah. Bowling balls. Sure. All right. Let's do or that. White, I like white Russians, though. Okay. Let's do white Russians. We'll save the bowling balls for... Uh, what's that movie? That one bowling movie? <laughs> balls of Glory? Is that it? I think it's... I think... <laughs> I think it's Blades of Glory. I, don't, I can't think of a single... I can't think... Maybe, like, Alley Cat Strike? Is that a movie? <laughs> I feel like that's a movie. That sounds like a game I didn't play as a kid. But I also feel like that's a TV show, like a kid's show. Whatever, whatever. Fuck it. We'll do White Russians. Anyway, White Russians. White Russians. I'm okay. going to give it a 7 out of 12. I, I'm also going to give it a 7, maybe 6.5, lower half of 7. Yeah. yeah. It's good. It's a good movie. You should watch it. And I definitely it. recommend, if you haven't seen it, even after listening to this podcast, go see it, because we didn't say shit about the plot. And that's we can't actually say very true. Joke. Yeah. <laughs> It, it's not like crazy stuff happens. I mean, you find things out, but it never really matters because the movie's not about that. It's just yeah. about the dude being the dude. The dude abides. The dude does abide. How many fucking times have we said? How, sorry. How many gall darn <laughs> How times? many gosh darn rootin' tootin' cowboy shootin' times as you said it? <laughs> so comedy, to wrap it up. Who's your favorite like stand-up comedian? Oh, yeah, you did mention that earlier. I was going to yeah. say, um, I don't remember her name. God, she had Netflix specials that I really liked. Probably, first of all, Bo Burnham, though. I really like his comedy yeah. specials. But that's also, okay, but he's more of like a showman, if you Yeah, will. they're like performances. They're yeah. not necessarily conventional stand-up comedy, and I get that. So I don't know if he counts exactly. I think I would count him because, I, like, genuinely the funniest one I've ever seen is, is Make Happy. Make yeah, but even the way they end is so good because he has interesting things to talk about, like philosophically. Yeah, God, I'm fucking stupid. <laughs> Philosophically is what I meant to say. <laughs> Phil of the future, bro. I've seen that show. Phil of the future. Yeah, I did. <laughs> what is that show? You just hit some nerve in my head. Still I can't there? not picture. What is that? That's a Disney show. No, describe it because something is triggering in my head right now where I'm trying to picture what that um, show looked like. He like he he's basically a kid that comes to live in the present and the, like their time machine breaks so he lives with his family and he's from the future. I don't know what else like it's that's the premise. I remember this logo but I know nothing about the show. When I was picturing it though, I was thinking of Carl Squared. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Those are interchangeable. Show the future. Yeah, but Bo Burnham's comedy, I like the way that they end. But um, I also really liked, so far, the I think I've seen two or three of her specials, Eliza something. I have no idea who you're talking about. Is that is that the, is she blonde? Yes, Eliza Schlinger. Schlesinger? Schlesinger. I don't know. Eliza, El Eliza Schlesinger, yeah. Schlesinger. I can't say her name. I'm going to assume it's that. She had this really funny, um, this really funny comedy special about being an elder millennial. <laughs> did you relate did you relate to that elder millennial even though you're not an elder millennial i can find things funny without relating to them Hashem. no you can't you can't <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself 
I think I really like John Mulaney. The guy that played John <laughs> Spider-Ham. <laughs> Spider-Who? Spider-Ham in uh, Spider-Verse. Sp- <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've seen any of his specials, huh? They're they're really good. He's just he just he's just a dude. Like he just <laughs> like I, I don't know how to describe his specials. Like you know how um if you watch, for example, a Seinfeld special, his whole thing is his relatability. Yeah, and airplane food. <laughs> and airplane food. What is up with airplane food? <laughs> I've never found Seinfeld funny, I'm sorry. Yeah. But that's what I mean. His his comedy is very much about appealing to the everyman like he's just kind of like i hate standing in traffic type shit and everybody's like hey i've done that (laughs) ah he's right he's right i do hate standing in traffic (laughs) um my favorite type of comedy is getting told what i find funny (laughs) (laughs) but you know who i think unequivocally is my favorite is uh, donald glover I loved his one comedy special. Yeah. <laughs> but I also think he's just a funny dude in, in general. Yeah. I don't know if it's on purpose. Something about even the way that he was portrayed in Homecoming. Was it Homecoming? Yeah. yeah. It's just so funny. <laughs> like, I love his character. We're going to piss off one of our friends, but we should really watch Atlanta. <laughs> we should watch Atlanta. Damn. Yeah. One of these days. One of these days. But sorry, Umbrella Academy season two came out, so my my schedule is strapped. I yeah, can't. I'm sorry, dude. I every single night. Oh, also, I gotta watch that uh, Trump interview. Oh, the what? Oh my god, I've seen clips of it. I can't sit through the whole thing. I I just want to, just because I I I just want to. I just want I want to cringe. You know, my man hands him like a hand painted, like a finger painted pie graph, and he's like, <laughs> "Look at this. The numbers say that we're winning. America's on top." And he's like, "This is death rates." like it's just so it's just so ridiculous like i can't the number going up is not a good thing exactly right he's like look i did this one in red white and blue are you proud of me daddy and like it's so oh god a lot of memes about it though which is fun but that's another source of comedy better than bruno yeah you should definitely watch that before you watch bruno (laughs) i think that's a good place to wrap it up good talk about comedy talk about barely talked about the big lebowski but honestly not much to talk about I mean, we just, we abided this episode. Yeah, we just chilled. This is just just a chill episode. We vibed. Yeah. One day when we'll get a listener, they'll be interested. But until then. Yeah. If you had an issue with how this podcast was run, you know, tell us on Twitter at JumpCutFM. And next time we'll clean it up. We'll have like a structure. We'll talk about soundtrack, filmography, cinematography, boom mics, lighting, lighting, shadows, uh, dynamic sound sound the aperture that they use for a specific scene the tightness of shots yeah the <laughs> Atmos- atmosphere smell smell of vision yeah good we shit. got you um oh yeah i'm at lee and her on twitter and i'm at the hash oh and, and follow at jar of dean on twitter that's yeah right that's our editor executive producer We'll end it on the big teaser for the next episode. So if you want to do some homework, watch our next movie, which is, drumroll, X-Men 2. Fuck me. All right. You don't want to watch it? <laughs> no, I'm absolutely... I, okay, I think every single time you suggest a movie, I'm never as excited as you want me to be. But I got to say, X-Men has never been interesting to me. Have you seen the original three? No. Okay. I've only seen, I think, Wizard Wolverine one? <laughs> X-Men Origins Wolverine? I think so. Bro, you watched the worst one. I just remember they were fighting on top of a nuclear power plant, and this guy had, like, webbing over his mouth. I think it was yeah, Deadpool. Yeah, that's X-Men Origin Wolverine. Yeah, that one I didn't like. That's the worst one. I did like Days of Future Past, though, and I did not like Apocalypse, because Apocalypse should have won, going to be honest. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he killed someone with sand in the first four seconds of the movie. He could kill all of them, but he didn't. Anyway. Um, I think you should watch the first original three. Okay. Because I, I do think there's a discussion to be had with trilogies. All so. right. Well, we have a lot of time. We're recording this pretty early on our release schedule. Yeah. So let's try and instead of saying X-Men 2, we'll just say the trilogy. But I want to focus on X2. All right. We'll put X2 in the title. But y'all, y'all fantastic listeners better tune in and watch all the trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's our show. How- Okay, wait, so how did the movie end? I don't remember. I do. I did record the lines, so I'll just end it with a southern drawl. I don't know how to, how, how do you do a southern 
Southern. I can't. Is this a Southern accent? Um, I don't know. Well, I hope you folks enjoyed yourselves. Catch you later on down the trail. Say, friend, got any of that good sarsaparilla? <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>